All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Just after five o'clock, how are you? Hope you're having an awesome day. Please turn your lights on. It's that time of year, right? It's dark already early. And you get in your vehicle. I've seen it way too often. I know people, your front lights are on, but not your back lights. So uh, just remind you, turn it to auto. Then it's on all the time. Right? Safer for everybody and uh, be much, much better. Is the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, NHL, uh, Martin Jones, they're bucking the trend. Marty Jones is going back-to-back tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. It can happen. One of only two games in the NHL. The other one will have the Devils versus Washington. And I know it's early. It's not even halfway point of the season, but a fairly important game if you're looking standing-wise for them. So uh, that game, uh, the uh, the Maple Leafs game gets going at 7 o'clock our time. It's uh, The Ducks will be uh, going at 6 o'clock Pacific for their fans tonight. So uh, that will be one of the uh, the national games if you're looking for uh, a game. Because order fans, you have until Saturday before you watch a game for your team. As the uh, the, the hottest team in the NHL has three days off. Let's get the order's news. If you missed it, uh, Dylan Holloway has been uh, reassigned to Bakersfield. He will not play tonight. But uh, they play the same amount of games between now and January 17th, excluding tonight, as the orders do. They both play five. And Dylan Holloway, I think, probably could play twice as many minutes per game in Bakersfield than he will for the Edmonton Oilers right now. So this is a way for him to get back up to speed. And, uh, you know, they, I talked to Chris Nombuck about Dylan Holloway yesterday, and he feels like, you know what, obviously you only saw him in limited uh, minutes, but he feels he's somebody who can, you know, be a contributor to their team uh, in a positive fashion, so they want to get him back up and running. And so, obviously, you hope that he doesn't get injured like he did last year. It was kind of a freak play. If you watch that, right, it wasn't even that difficult of a hit. Just kind of got popped the wrong way. So hopefully uh, Holloway can stay healthy. 
get some minutes played, and then uh, you could see him you know, later this month. I don't think there's a massive rush to get him back up here, but if he's playing well, they'll want to get him back up here for sure. Uh, let's get to the uh, spec report now brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. And uh, very proud of other employee, uh, Devo, who is qualified for Canada's national bobsleigh team. is on the World Cup Tour right now. And uh, we'll be going to the Olympic qualifiers here coming up in the next few months. So uh, good luck to uh, Devo from everyone at nextgentransportation.com as Mark Speck. Joins us from Rogers Sportsnet. And uh, Speck wrote the article today about Connor McDavid and how I, I know people are like, oh, ho hum. But I'm like, to me, we, we should never get caught up in the ho hum because what you're seeing is something you don't see very often, right? Like your Gretzky, Lemieux, and there's not many others who have done what Connor McDavid is doing is going to continue to do, I think, for maybe the next decade. Like, he only turns 27 um, in 10 days from today. Like, he's still a young guy. And uh, when you consider that the great players of the game seem to be playing a lot longer than ever, like, man, uh, you know, who knows how long he's in Edmonton for? Like, let's say he signs another four-year extension, which I think is very plausible. That's another six years after this year for for McDavid. Like, there's there's a lot of reasons to be excited. And, man, that night was one of those games, spec where McDavid showed why he's the best player on the planet. Yeah, it's, you know, it is. I talked to Jim Matheson who went through this with Wayne Gretzky and McDavid was the same. Two out of every three games, you could write your whole story about what a great game Connor McDavid had. Obviously, you can't do that. You can't write the same story over and over. So certainly at a, a night like last night, I mean, the combination, Jay, of how well he played, how he dominated the game, the fact that he had five points and a 5-2 win, the fact that he was the best player on the ice by three, and the fact that he passed a 900-point milestone in game 603, all of those together, you do. What else, you know, what, we should be talking about this. And I'm here to tell you, us old farts, some of some people took Wayne Gretzky for granted when he played here, and I swore to myself, if this kid's anything close, I'll never do it again. <laughs> so here I am not taking Connor McDavid for granted. Can you see me here? That's what I'm doing right now. I'm not taking him for granted. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true. I've, I've talked to some fans who, who saw Gretzky in his heyday and they're kind of like, you, you just get so used to it. And, and obviously he left after only nine seasons, right? So McDavid, at least minimum is going to be here two more at 11. And then obviously older fans are hoping yeah. it's, it's much more past that. And you know what, you know, it's different. I'm not going to say it's better than, I know everyone's like, Oh, well, he skates better. Sure. But Gretzky thought the game and did things that no one else was doing. And you know, like the record book is ridiculous, but I will say this about McDavid. I really believe, Speck, that Connor McDavid, and I crunched the numbers today, and I, you know, I prorated everything on, you know, projections on what he's done and everything. I honest, and I wrote it two months ago at the start of the year. I thought 2,000 points is very doable for Connor McDavid in his career. I, I think it's, I wouldn't say easy for, for his skill set, but I, I project him to have at least 12 more years after this spec, and he's going to be close to a thousand points at the end of the year. Whether he's at 985 or 990, or God knows, maybe he can get to two thousand to a thousand this year, which is crazy. Wow! To, to get a thousand points in in 12 years for McDavid won't be very difficult. No, I mean, well, I agree with you until you said won't be very difficult <laughs> for McDavid. No, no, no. I said for everybody else, a hundred percent. But I'm saying like the elite guys. Like remember, Gretzky scored a thousand points in his first four hundred twenty-four games, and then and then he has the next quickest to a thousand points in like four hundred seventy games. Like it was those guys right. are the elite of the elite are just on different planets. 
Yeah, and he's on a different planet. And that, that was sort of my thought process as we, you were saying that. At what point next year will we be writing and celebrating the thousandth point? Like, are we looking at November? You know, is, is this guy going to still be 27 years old and have a thousand points? I think probably, I think it's pretty for sure he should do it from a year from today. He needs, a, you know, what's he got? He needs 97 points. So he'll probably have that, won't he? Year from today, I would think so, barring injury. So anyway, what fun. You got a thousand point guy. Uh, you know, he's the face of your franchise. Edmonton and Pittsburgh are absolutely spoiled for having the four last greatest players in hockey. I don't know what we did to deserve it. Uh, so every time you talk about the decade of darkness and all the maybe the things you haven't liked about your team, just remember how lucky you've been to have the players you've had. Yes. No, that's uh, it's totally fair. The uh, the orders last night, I, I thought pretty pretty solid victory. You know, the, the night before their top line, their second line dominated. And last night it was their top line that dominated. But I thought Stuart Skinner uh, did what goalies do. He made some key saves at key times and, uh, you know, kept them in the game when they needed to. And then the orders kind of took over in the last 30 minutes. Yep. He's... Uh, he's a real story. We talked yesterday about this guy and sort of how that's there's it's, you know, goalies are voodoo and you don't know how good they're going to be and all those things. He's not only are the Oilers playing better in front of him and, 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 you know, there's not a lot of second chances and, and he did have a couple of pretty, you know, a couple of breakaways last night, which mm-hmm. has been rare for this team, but he's rewarded them by when they do break down, they do make a mistake. He's making saves he wasn't making at the start of the year. Let's face it. You know, he, the team's playing better. Yeah. The goalie's also playing better too. There's no doubt about that. So, you know, it's a pretty wicked combination, right? When you tighten up defensively and you got a guy who not only stops all the pucks he's supposed to stop, but now he's stopping three or four a night that maybe he's not supposed to stop. Boy, that's, you know, now you look at the record. What do you got? You got the hottest team in the NHL in the last month and a half. That's what you got. And a lot of that stems from, you know, what we're talking about right now. It starts in goal. And they're getting saves now, and they're a different team when they're getting saves. Boy, they look like a totally different team. Yeah. Um, Dylan Holloway goes down to the American League spec, and um, I, I could easily see them giving him a few uh, a few opportunities at center. Because if you're going to try him at center in the NHL, it's much better to let him get comfortable doing it at the American League. Yeah, sure. I would think that's a good idea. I, I you know, I, I see the theory here. So mm-hmm. what's the theory? McLeod's doing so well on the wing with Drysaddle that maybe you make your third line center Dylan Holloway. Yeah, no. Okay, can he play center some for you one day? Sure. Could he be your third line center one day? Could be. Sure. What about if Is he's he your ready fo- to go down? What if he's your fourth? Li- what if he's your fourth line center? Well, who's your third line center then? Well, maybe Ryan McLeod. I'm still not sold that Ryan McLeod's a top six winger. So I think Ryan McLeod okay. could be your third line center. I kind of feel like if Ryan McLeod's my third line center and the Holloway's a winger, I don't need him at center. I don't need Holloway getting fourth line minutes as a fourth line center. I see him as a top nine forward. So, you know, I guess my point is if McLeod's going to be my third line center, I like Holloway on the wing somewhere. Uh, how long is Evander Kane going to sit in third line on the left wing, right? Does he move up at some point? There's, there's some deck shuffling to get done here. Um, but in the meantime, he's got to break in, break him in at center. Sure, it's easy to shift from center to the wing. It's harder to shift the other direction. Why not play him at center in the minors? It's, I, I, I can think of no bad reason to give that experiment a go. Yeah, like I, the, the reason I mentioned is I look at, you know, like Nick Bugstad played 13 minutes last year in the playoffs for the Orders. 
right? Uh, Ryan McLeod played um, 14 minutes for the orders. Now, they're on special teams and such, right? So, like, to me, there's two things for Holloway. I'm playing him at center in the minors, and I'm putting him on the penalty kill. Without okay. question. Um, those are the two, right? Um, now, I know he does play that. He gets a little second unit power play here. And obviously, when he returns, I'd have him on the power play ahead of Dustin or Connor Brown, who doesn't have a goal. So that's a pretty easy thing to do. But I just, to me, Dylan Holloway, I think here's a, here's a potential addition to your team, right? Cause basically he got hurt just as the order started playing well. Right, he got hurt seven minutes into that Islander game. He's been gone for two months, and the Orders have the best record in the NHL the last two months. So, you know, you, the, we talk about them needing to acquire some players at the deadline and stuff. I totally agree, but you know, Dylan Holloway can be one of those acquisitions internally that you don't have to give up anything for, and that could be that well, could be huge for this be. team. Yeah, it could be. Like, you know what? I I'm I'm not giving up on Dylan Holloway. I see a good player there. He's got great speed. He's got good size. Uh, he's still at that stage in his career where I think his brain can't catch up to his feet and his hands all the time. Frankly, he's, he plays the game too fast and too out of control. It reminds me of a young Taylor Hall who finally started slowing things down a little bit and really found his game. I think Holloway will do that too. But you know what? I'm, I'm, and he might have a great run and, and help you down the stretch. I hope that he can play enough games and be healthy enough to make that happen. But this is a guy that's had potential, right? I'm saying that with quote marks around it, potential for a long time, right? Lots of potential. And he hadn't done anything yet. So let's, you know what? I'm, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. I'm starting to get to the show me state with Dylan Holloway. Dylan Holloway's got to really? stay in the lineup. He's got to mature as a player before he's going to help me a whole bunch anywhere. Because as of yet, and I know Woodcroft didn't like him much and didn't play him much. I'm sure he had his reasons. But as of yet, the big potential is around Dylan Holloway. And for me, potential eventually means you're, it's potential because you haven't done anything yet. Yeah, but uh, see, I would argue that Dylan Holloway wasn't put in a position to succeed at all. Like, I don't care who you're, you're playing seven, eight minutes a night. Like the, the one yep. thing I'm seeing here um, since he's been gone is that there were certain players at Woodcroft just, you know what, for whatever reason, every coach has it. There's certain guys you're like, you know what, I'm not sure I like this guy. Like Warren Fogle. He would never play him on the penalty kill despite having a really good track record of being a penalty killer on a really good penalty killing team. But somehow he couldn't penalty kill on a terrible penalty killing team. Never made sense like to me. Broberg. Right. Um, so get Broberg a shot. like Holloway. Here's the one thing, though. People are like, oh, I'll play him three games and bring him back up. I disagree. I would I would have no problem if Dylan Holloway plays five to ten, ten games in the minors and plays a ton of minutes, score some goals and gain some confidence. So when he comes up here, then he's you know, he's been playing and he's ready to help your team. To me, sending him down for two games just to get conditioning doesn't really do me any good if it's me. Right. And the orders don't need Dylan Holloway right now. Right. They're rolling. So to me, I would be, I would be patient with Dylan Holloway. Let him play a lot of minutes down there and just because he really hasn't played a lot of hockey spec for, for a year and a half. He didn't play much hockey last year. Right. So nope. I would, I would have him down there for a good month and it wouldn't bother me at all. No. And I don't think it's a hard team to make up here. And there's just, you're right. There's no reason to just kick some guy to the lineup. Even if it's Connor Brown, I don't, you know what? Say what you want about Connor Brown throwing him in the press box isn't going to help, right? Connor Brown's not hurting you in Edmonton, okay? He's not hurting you. He's not helping you as much as you want him to help. There's no no one can argue that. He's got no goals, right? But he's not hurting you. And I don't see – I think you're exactly right. Uh, Holloway's better served playing 18 minutes down there for seven, eight, ten games – 
and then let's see what happens. If he's ripping it up down there, bring him up. Someone's going to get hurt. It'll be time to bring him up. Something will happen, right? Someone's going to block a shot and get hurt up here. There's going to be a spot. Up he comes. But I'm with you, man. Two games, three games isn't enough. Give him six or seven. Mark Spector joins us. Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, Live and Orders Nation YouTube, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, you know, all the time off spec, I know it sounds crazy, like, and rest is a big thing, but, like, I know the Orders would love to play tomorrow. There's no question about it, but now they'll get that time off. Uh, they got an Ottawa Senators team coming in here where, trust me, the one thing I can guarantee you about the Sens, the Orders are going to get chances in that game. Uh, no question in my mind. But you look at their schedule here, spec, like, it is not unreal. I don't think it's it's crazy to say the orders go eight and two here in their final ten games, considering who they're playing, where they're playing, and when they're playing. Yeah, I don't know what happened with the schedule this year. Like, I don't remember a year where Edmonton had games in hand on everybody right into February. Right? Mm. I don't remember this before. Like, I don't know. I don't. You know, don't ever try to. First of all, two things. Being the schedule maker is the toughest job in the league. It, it Once you talk to people who know what's going on in that world, I mean, it is wicked. Trying to make that people say, oh, why did we play here and there? Man, it's a hard job. So fair. But you're right. Like, they're going to go into February and still have a bunch of games in hand. Of their next one, two, three, four, of the next 10 games, I think they play two teams that are currently in a playoff spot, and they're Toronto and Nashville. Mm-hmm. You know, Nashville is barely hanging on to a wild card spot. Toronto's Toronto, they're a good team. So that's 10 games, eight of them against, you know, middle or down teams. Yeah. So you bet. There's a ton of points on the table. It is going to get busy, and you look at their schedule in Feb and March and into April, man, they got a bunch of tough games against the Dallas's and Colorado's and, and Vegas's and L.A.'s of the world. And, you know, those games are coming. Those games are coming. Make some hay here in January, and you'll be in awfully good shape starting that run. Uh, spec for fun, they have 10 games remaining. When would you play Calvin Pickard next? What, is it Chicago next Tuesday? Is that when he plays? Uh, gosh, like so much time in between these games. You know, they, they obviously you don't need to play him Saturday because you're playing Ottawa and there's been four days off or three days off. Then you go what? You get Sunday off, you get Monday off. Two days off to Chicago. I'm still playing Skinner. Uh, I'll play him in Detroit. Okay. Play him in Detroit, and then Skinner's going to get one, two, three. He's going to get three days off between starts, and then you play Skinner on a Saturday night in Montreal. I think, you know what, that's a place that everybody wants to play in that game. Like, that's an honor to, to suit up and play in a Bell Center on a Saturday night. That's an honor, that game. That's a game that you'll tell your grandkids you played in maybe. So if I'm Stuart Skinner, I'm darn well I'm playing in that game. So I'll tell you Detroit. How about that? Okay, because and that's fair. See, I, I see him getting uh, the start in Chicago. So Stuart okay. Skinner gets four days off. Then Skinner plays Detroit and, and Montreal and the home game against Toronto. And then I give Pickard the uh, the game against Seattle. And then uh, sure. Skinner's playing Calgary, uh, Columbus, and I might even give Pickard the other Chicago game. And then you finish uh, yeah. Skinner again because I think I think they'd ideally they'd like Pickard to play at least two, but probably three of the final ten games. Okay, at what point would you look at Calvin Pickard and say, this is enough of a backup goalie for me? It's a good question. Because I asked the question earlier because, like, 
Who are the who are the options to be clearly better? I, I think what Edmonton might end up doing, Spec, and I'm not saying it's for sure because lots can change, right? And I always use the Ekholm example. No one thought Ekholm was available until he became available the week before the deadline. So, yes. you know, guys, there's some teams now that maybe aren't considering trading a goalie, but maybe come March 1st and uh, reality sets in and all of a sudden they're like, well, maybe we will get rid of him. You know, we'll see. Now the problem is, you know, and then you've got to try to ship Jack Campbell the other way unless it's a pure rental goalie, right? And so... You know, do you, do you give up a sixth rounder for James Reimer at the deadline? Eh, maybe, right? Because um, I'm not sold yet on Pickard. Reimer has a much better track record. There's no question about no that. Question. But the one thing Pickard does, if he keeps playing well, is it just allows you to be more patient as the GM and doesn't force your hand. That's all it does. It's a benefit. I mean, listen, there's 20 teams in the NHL that if they lose their starter to injury – they're cooked, right? Mm-hmm. Edmonton's one of those teams. I'm not here to tell you they're not, but so I guess it's a it's a it's a managerial philosophy. How much do I invest in a backup goalie? That you know what? Let's say you had Reimer, and I'm knocking wood when I say it. Let's say Skinner got hurt in the big games and couldn't play. Are you going to win a playoff series with Reimer? Right? Probably not. You know, probably not. So. Unless I can get a guy in here that can win a playoff series, and I don't think I can afford that if I'm Ken Holland, I sometimes wonder how much you got to – if you decide that Skinner's your number one and he's going to take me through the playoffs and he's going to get the starts, how much do I invest in my backup? We watched a lot of teams win without great pedigree goaltending lately. I question that a little bit. What about you? No, it's a valid question for sure. Um and it's one where I wouldn't overpay for it, but I could still see the need to, um, you know, because let's say Picker gets injured, then what are you doing as your backup? You're going with, you know, Rodriguez rookie, or are you going to try to, you know, close your eyes and pray that Jack Campbell's got something left? So I, I can understand <laughs> it, right? Like Gaden Hill was yeah. Vegas's fourth goalie. So, yeah. It's, yeah. You, you need sure. some depth. I don't know. That was yeah. that was a pretty goofy year. God bless. I mean, like my hat's off to the LA, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. They won the Stanley Cup and they did it by being a great team. Find me the next team that won the Stanley Cup with their fourth goalie. Yeah, you no, know? it's fair. No, that, yeah, it's, it's true, right? Well, St. Louis with their fifth. Hi-yo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, shut up. <laughs> Spec, have a good one. We will uh, talk to you tomorrow. All right, see you, Jay. There you go. That's uh, Mark Specter in the uh, Spec Report, brought to you by NextGenTransportation.com. Uh, we'll return. Kurt Hill will join us. Uh, we'll get to the skiing report and more on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, coming to you live in the EUL studio, E-W-E-L.ca. 5.30. Con man, bring a little heavy metal on the show today. Nice. like it. It's good. Welcome back. Uh, Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, live on uh, Orders nation youtube you can always uh get involved text us 833-401-1440 or you can uh email us jgregor at sports 1440.ca i think we got it fixed con man so we'll get to the uh ski report now brought to you by snow valley 
This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your Ski Report for Wednesday, January 3rd, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. It's a new year, but unfortunately not new in terms of the amount of snow that we are seeing here at our Alberta resorts. Conditions still mostly firm and quite icy out there. Marmot Basin continues to make snow, which is improving the lower mountain conditions, but the higher alpine still very thin coverage, making the skiing and riding in those areas a bit of an adventure. The new knob quad chair and the Eagle East area still closed. Marmot currently operating on a 40 centimeter base. Similar story down in Banff where the big three resorts of Louise, Sunshine and Norquay all receiving no new snow in the last week, but all lifts are running across the three resorts. In Kananaskis, Nakiska's extensive snowmaking has allowed them to open up 52 runs on a base of 67 centimeters. At Castle Mountain in the southwest corner of the province, all lifts are operating with limited terrain and only advanced level skiing and snowboarding available on the upper mountain runs. Into BC, Revelstoke has been getting some snow with six centimeters fresh overnight and is reporting soft conditions on the upper mountain. However, Fernie, Kimberly, Panorama, and Kicking Horse are all suffering the same snow drought over on our side of the border. Into the Okanagan, Silver Star, Big White, Sun Peaks, and Apex Alpine all received five to eight centimeters in the last 24 hours and between 15 and 20 in the last week, but conditions are still early season with lots of natural hazards to keep an eye out for. Local hills all operating and returning to regular hours following the holidays. If you're heading out to the slopes, you may want to give an extra thank you to all the groomers and snowmakers because without them, there wouldn't be any skiing at all at many of the ski areas this winter. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. So there you have it. Hopefully, uh, man, we could use just like a nice, good dump of snow. Oh, cover up all the brown. Feel like a little bit more, uh, more wintry, don't you think? I think it's time. Very much time, for sure. Hey, guys, uh, I think going after Reimer is the same vibe as, as getting Connor Brown from uh, Tootsie Rolls. Well, they have the same amount of goals. <laughs> Not, uh, oh, man. Like, we, maybe we should play the game cons. We should think of something like try to turn it into a positive on, you know, who can predict the game that Connor Brown scores? And then you'd probably have to pick the period in case lots of people are picking the same game. Right? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll think about that. Maybe on positive Friday. Maybe put it out there that, uh, well, Connor Brown. No. End the drought. Because, God, you know he wants to. He hasn't scored since March of 2022. I don't, I don't, now, I understand that he only played four games last year. He was out for a calendar year. But still, that means he's at 22 months since he celebrated scoring an NHL goal himself. And I don't care who you are. I think that's going to wear on you after a while. No question in my mind. Right? No question. Hey, Gregor, the bigger question is who scores first, CeCe or Brown? It's true. Right? Um, Cody CeCe is, hasn't scored since last October, I think. Second game of the year, so they didn't score in the uh, final 80 games of last season. And CC has, I think CC's played every game this year, is he not? All 35, so oof, it's 115 games for the C-man. Now, I, I remember asking about it, he goes, yeah, I don't really worry too much. It's not his game, right? Like, he scoring goals isn't his thing. So it, 
I, I would say it probably bothers him significantly less than it would eat away at a guy like Connor Brown. And like Connor Brown, even if you know, hey, you know what? I'm not Connor McDavid. I'm not Zach Hyman. I don't have to score this much. But uh, either uh, uh, either way, they uh, um, he wants to score, and I just. <laughs> It would be such a relief because I don't care. There is no chance he's playing the game relaxed right now. Like zero chance in my mind that uh, this is a guy who's just kind of like, hey, everything's good. Let's rock and roll. Like no way. No way whatsoever. So he would uh, he would need it. Hey, guys, uh, what's the biggest time span a player has gone without a goal? Limit it to forwards. Be interesting to see. Um, like the longest, uh, goal drought in, uh, and then, cause going timeline means obviously there's injuries that kind of skews it. But, uh, um, I would be, uh, I'd be curious to find out who it is now. Obviously it's, it's likely a defenseman who, uh, um, who has gone the, uh, the longest, right. But, uh. Um, I think I might have it, Gregor. Yeah. <laughs> Ken Danico apparently went 256 games. Yeah, D-man, though, right? D-man, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, um, hmm. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say, like, oof, it's a good question. I'd have to look it up. I'm sure I could find it somewhere, but, um, it's, uh, It'd be hard, man. It would be. Uh, it'd be rather challenging for sure. I don't care who you are mentally; it's going to wear on the player. So, um, I wonder if Oiler fans um, do what uh, the uh, the national fans did. Remember when they were just tanking? Oh no, sorry, it was Philly, right? It was the uh, it was the Phillies, and their fans came back, and they were all just like, "Oh, the Phillies were playing terrible; they couldn't score runs." And the fans just gave a standing ovation, like. The players talked about how it really helped. Now, the problem is, how would you do that for Connor Brown? The only way you could do it is if they announced the starting lineup and then all the fans, like when they announced his name, they just stood and cheered. Because otherwise, it'd, it'd be kind of difficult to to single out him, right? It'd be more for the team. But it is something that at this point, you try anything. And I'm sure Connor Brown would, would be open to it because... This is brutal. Brutal. You go this long without a goal? Like, come on. And you're on a new team. Like, everybody knows. You want to make a good first impression, right? You want to feel like, hey, I'm contributing. And, well, yes, I know he's on the penalty kill. And you can tell yourself, you know, you you can convince yourself of a lot of things. There's no question about it. But I think still at the end of the day, uh, when you look and there's a big goose egg there, and it's like, yeah, because he's played 28 games. Doesn't have a goal. Now, he does have two points in his last four games. So if, if you're looking for a positive, at least his, his point totals are, uh, are trending in the right direction, con man. But it is, uh, it is being a tough slide. And, and then you add into the fact that he's got a $3.25 million bonus for next year. <laughs> like, ouch. God, like that is... Oof. And like, there's no way to get out from that. You can't trade that, right? There's nothing. That is just going to be 3.25 mil of dead cap space. The only way it could benefit you is if Connor, and, and here's the other thing for Connor Brown. He's a free agent at the end of the season. 
And it's not like he's suddenly going to be uh, commanding a lot of money on the open market when you're, you're sitting there. Now, you know, sure, there's still half a season, so maybe he can get going and uh, and do something. But it is uh, it's less than ideal. Right on the free agent market, what would he get? Right now, who knows? Maybe, maybe the orders resign him, and for nine hundred grand, because he got paid big money last year or this year, I should say, because of his bonus. And then he could be a good value player for your team, and he would still technically be a four million dollar player. This year, he's only a seven hundred seventy-five thousand dollar player. But if he doesn't score, they probably don't want him back. He probably doesn't want to come back. That's the challenge. So it's uh, and the, the only way. Uh, hey, Greg's. what about just putting him out there when there's an empty net? Well, he's on the penalty kill, right? So I would agree with you. I think Ryan McLeod, where did he get his first goal? Empty netter. Right? In Winnipeg. I wouldn't be opposed to it at all. Especially in a game when you're up by two. But this is a guy that you trust on the ice when you're down a man. What's the difference if you're down five on four or six on five? Could you put him on the ice? Wouldn't, uh, it definitely couldn't hurt. Yeah, Toby Reader has to be up there. Yeah, Toby Reader played 72 games. And uh, I think for Fords, that's in a single season, it's one of the closest. Now, there's been some guys who are kind of pugilists who went a long time without a goal. Brendan Gauntz went 94 games. Yeah. And, you know, there's a few other guys back in that era where they were playing four minutes a night that uh, that didn't score a whole bunch. So, um, hey, guys, I'm not pitching a 10 on Camp Brown. He's been very good defensively. It needs to be at least mentioned when we take uh, Petrangelo at his ankles. Um, I didn't get the last part. Did he? They haven't played Vegas. But you're saying that he should at least go after his ankles? All right. Hey, guys, I'm actually rooting for Connor Brown. Last couple of games, I think he's playing quite well. We'd love to see him with Gagne. Reminds me a lot of Yamamoto. Unfortunately, Yams was always my favorite player. That one comes from uh, Nick. Hey, guys, Brown's going to end the season with 13 goals. Mark my words. He'll be huge in the playoffs, too. Playbook Vic. Vic, I'd like to take what you're dreaming and what you're smoking on. 13 Genos down the stretch. Yowzer. That means uh, he's going to end up playing in the top six. Because it'd be very hard to score 13 goals in the bottom six when you're not on the power play. So, hey, Gregor, what do you think of an offensive zone faceoff if you finish the period on the power play? From Mark. Yeah, I don't know. You could do it, but. Yeah, you know what? I, I To me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That wouldn't be necessary. I, uh, but if, if you wanted to put it in, I, I like, I'm not, it's not a hill I'm willing to die on. It's not one like I might go, oh, wow, that's really changing the integrity of the game. Like, first of all, how often does it happen over the course of a season that a team's on a power play, uh, you know, to end a period? Like, I know it happens, but are we talking like five times? I don't really know. So I guess you could do it. Is it going to change a whole bunch? Nah, I don't know. What's the average power play right now? 20, 20%? They all start in the offensive zone. So maybe it would increase your chances a, a little bit. Hey, boys, Brown's going to score against Ottawa on Saturday night from uh, old school hockey dugs, his former team. Well, hey, you know what? Maybe he'll see the Senator's jersey, Connor Halley, and he'll envision himself scoring again because that was the last jersey he scored in. It's possible. Visualization. Yeah. Scored a few goals with the Sens. So, yeah, maybe that'd be great. Be great to see. What period? That's the question. Well, we haven't done the competition yet, so we have to see. We have to have something. I have to figure something out and see if we could do it. So, um, hey guys, uh, Craig Adams went 153 games between goals from Cody. Mm. Really? That is uh, that's quite the run. Now, that's Craig Adams who played in Washington, I'm guessing. So, that's a, that's a pretty good run. Pretty good run. I'm looking at his uh, stat line. Uh, well, he went an 82-game season with no goals, and then he had four the next year. So, when he and nine, so he had probably was a combination of of overlapping times, right? From 2010-11, uh, yeah, we could look it up. Why not? I don't mind that. It's a good stretch. So, so you're telling me that Brown's got a long ways to go? Well, that's good news. So, because he. he he does, like, the timeline between goals is long because obviously he had a whole year off where he only played four games. Because it's gone 28 in Edmonton, four in Washington, and I think it was 15, the final 14 or 15 games in Ottawa. So, coming up on 50 games, though. The uh, the Ottawa prediction, I don't mind that one. I can see it. Hey, Gregor, I'll tell you right now, trade Connor Brown to another team. First game against the Oilers, he'll score. Book it. <laughs> oh, from Dallas, yeah. Oh. Uh, Oilers fans love it. Now, Craig Adams, Gregor, that season he didn't score. First playoff game, he scored. Come on. Yeah, he had two goals in the playoffs. That's unreal. <laughs> See, there you go. Hey, He was just like, guys, I'll show up when it matters, okay? <laughs> I'll show up when it matters. And uh, he won a cup with the Penguins uh, the year before. So he won a Stanley Cup, and then the next year he went the whole regular season without a goal. <laughs> Maybe just look, kept looking at his ring. I'm a Stanley Cup champion. I'm a Stanley Cup champion. I'm a Stanley Cup champion. 
Then the playoffs came and he felt good. Scored. Outstanding. 545, lots more text to get to. 833-401-1440. It is the uh, Jason Greger Show. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Rolling right along. 549 on Wednesday edition of the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. You can always uh, email us in our Ewell inbox. 833-401-1440. Ewell is, of course, your one-stop shop for all your local electrical needs. Uh, Not only are they a local electrical distributor, they also, with their brand new location, they have storage space. So if you have a project that's being delayed and you got all this stuff and you need to store it, well, guess what? They can help you out. E-W-E-L dot C-A. Uh, texts are flying in. Love the text line. Hey, guys. If Brown goes the whole season, doesn't score, but then plays really well in the playoffs, would you sign him for next year from JC? Well. I don't know. I guess it all depends on at what contract, right? Keep in mind, um, there, there's no chance. Like, I would think if he has a good playoffs that, you know, he might try to cash in on it, but I don't know. I, it would, it would, it's not impossible, but it would be unlikely if a guy goes a whole season and then suddenly now I know that Connor used, um, uh, Craig's an example and he went 82 games without a goal. And then he did score two in the playoffs, which is nice, but, you know, I don't know about Brown, man. Like, maybe. It's, uh, it would have to be at a million dollars or less to re-sign him. I think I can't, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I guess if it's 1.1 or 2, sure. But you know what I mean? Like, it's it's got to be a number that's that's realistic for Edmonton. And he's going to have to show you something. Like, I you know, hey, on the penalty kill, he's doing all right. There's no question about that. I don't really question his work ethic, but he clearly has zero confidence with the puck. Like the other game, he was really good chance in slot and then passed it up. So not, uh, uh, not ideal. Hey guys, uh, maybe he'll be like Pekka. Remember him? He was brutal and then got great in the playoffs. Yeah. The difference was the reason Mike Pekka was so bad in the regular season. He was grossly out of shape. When he came to Edmonton that year, he was awful shape. And it took him that long to get in shape. And then you're right. He was great down the stretch, even in the last 15, 20 games. And then in the playoffs, he was very good for that, for Edmonton. Also probably more of a skilled player for sure. So, hey, you know what? Things can change quickly. There's no question about it. Like, I don't think Brown's season, just because he's playing bad now, guarantees he's automatically just going to continue that. Like, I would like to think at some point he's going to score. And if he scores once... Right, like remember a few weeks ago, people thought McLeod was never going to score. Now he's got seven goals. He had five goals in five games. So it can change for some guys quicker than others. And they they need Brown just to contribute. Right, like at least he has two assists. Like so, you're doing something five on five lately. Right, and and I think you know the the bigger one for him is going to be just don't get outscored five on five. Right, because if you're not scoring, that you cannot. It's just now you're a negative on the team. Like obviously not scoring sucks. Don't get me wrong, but at least if you're if you're not getting scored on, you can kind of salvage it somewhat to say, okay, like at least I feel like I'm I'm doing something, All right? So that to me would be the uh, the thing for Brown. So he had, Brown actually hasn't been on on the ice for a goal against five on five since the Tampa game. So what is that? Uh, eight games. Hasn't been on the ice for a goal against five on five, so that's a good sign, right? Not getting scored on. Because prior to that, he'd been scored on in, in four out of five games. Not good. 
So at least lately, you know what? Uh, he uh, hasn't been uh, hasn't been scored on. So that's a good sign. But you know that's we're trying to find something positive here. So I guess that's the positive is he hasn't been scored on and he's been on the ice for two goals for uh, as of late. So baby steps for Brown, baby steps for sure. Hey, guys, Brown needs to get himself some women's underwear, just like Nuke and Bull Durham. That'll get him back on track from Timmy. <laughs> that is a classic, classic movie. Please tell me you've seen it, Connor Halley. Yeah, we did it for Movie Watch. Yeah, there you go. So now you know what we're talking about. See, you're in the conversation I get, now. I get it, yeah. You can remember it. It's pretty funny. So that was uh, that was a classic scene. Oh, man, Tim Robbins so good in that movie. So good. Have yourselves an awesome Wednesday, late night in the NHL, only two games. But if uh, you're an NHL, uh, NFL fan, or sorry, NBA fan, there's a uh, lots going on there. Let's get to the uh, Command Sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com. Have a great night. We're out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.